I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica, a short feature about things beyond the five senses. This is a creative writing piece that I wrote as an assignment uh, in a creative writing class where we were told to write about the worst thing I've ever done. And this is called Looking at Shoes. While contemplating the idea of the worst thing I've ever done, I made the mistake of asking my teenage daughter for some ideas. I was a bit unnerved by her enthusiasm and the abundance of her suggestions, which, while certainly helpful, left me questioning whether I deserved to take up space on the planet. And, she added logically, if she could come up with so many ideas, from the mere 18 years she had known me, most of which she had spent either in diapers with limited verbal skills or being a self-centered teenager who had no interest in anyone else, then surely I could come up with many more from the years before and after her era. Perhaps, she suggested, something from my adult life might be worse than a mere childhood discretion. Noticing that her blatant honesty had shattered the remnants of my ego, she quickly backpedaled, assuring me that my positive qualities probably made up for my numerous inadequacies, or what I have always called my life adventures. But the blow is already struck, so as many a teenager will tell you, just suck up and deal. Thank you for all your wonderful suggestions, I lied with artificial cheerfulness. But do you have a favorite? Oh, yes, definitely, she answered without the least hesitation. What about that poem you wrote about looking at your shoes for 50 years? Why do we share such intimacies with teenagers? How could she have remembered this personal confession I had written and read to her almost a decade ago? I didn't think teenagers ever listened to adults and certainly never remembered what they said. After all, just last night, I told her to feed the dog and she claimed an hour later that I'd never mentioned it. Why, that's a great suggestion. What could be a better topic than confessing that for the first 50 years of my life, I had been narrow-minded, irrational, and self-centered? How absolutely perfect. I could think of several things I had regretfully done, including, but not limited to, embarrassing moments, financial fiascos, and failed personal relationships. How about the time I dressed to the nines for a very cool college date to the Pl Playboy Cub in Chicago? Remember, you had to have a key. When I accidentally banged my head into a huge plate glass window, sending shockwaves the entire length of Lake Michigan. Or the time I passed out cold in front of a dozen Army GIs at a troop dental clinic because I forgot to tell the dentist I was helping that I couldn't stand the sight of blood. Or, on a more sobering note, I could remember how I had hated my mother when I was a teenager. My parents had divorced when I was 13, the age when you see everything as black or white. To me, my mother was definitely black because she left my father and me. I was too young or too wounded to realize that she really did love me, but had to leave to fight her own inner battles in private. My mother knew nothing about teenagers and sealed her fate with me by her controlling behavior. Couldn't she see that we were cut out of the same cloth? She was independent, strong, and steely, and even at 13, I was her match. In the ensuing battle, she finally conceded with a bitter statement, 
I should write on a gravestone, here lies Andre, who died when she was 13. I had won, but I had really lost. I carried the tremendous guilt of hating and hurting my mother for many years, until at age 30, I finally decided to suck up and deal. And with the help of a caring and patient therapist, my mother and I mended our relationship, forgiving each other and honoring our strengths. We were two battle-worn warriors, worthy opponents, who could now celebrate a different kind of victory. A friend of mine once said that when you turn 50, you're either living your life fully or preparing to die. So what was I doing? After all, I had wasted a lot of years fighting, arguing my point of view, and refusing to forgive myself and others. But at age 50, a little off-handed birthday poem to myself was an invitation to stop looking at my shoes. Look up and live fully in a world of incredible diversity, beauty, and adventure. I was never able to find that poem. I probably scribbled it on the back of an old shopping list or in the margin of some never-to-be-read piece of junk mail. But I still remember why I wrote it. My daughter has figured it out already. She won't waste 50 years looking at her shoes. She may not care about whether she's fed the dog, but she knows how to look up into the beauty of the heavens. And perhaps that's why I named her Sky. For Esoterica, I'm Andre Bella. Thanks for listening.